Turn to Jude, the book of Jude. As I was pondering what to share today, because it's what? It's Memorial Day weekend. A time of remembering. A time of pondering and thinking about those that have given their lives so we could live today. Those that have laid their lives down, we honor every veteran, every law enforcement, every person in the, in the name of public safety and public service. We honor every one of them at this church. A lot of times when we see police officers in public, we like to buy in restaurants, we like to buy their meal before they leave the restaurant. We just are so thankful for these ministers of God. Did you know that these law enforcement people are actually ministers of God, the Bible says? Romans 13 says they are ministers of God. Amen. Isaac's a minister of God. Others that are operating in the law enforcement area, you are ministers of God. Whether you realize it or not, there's a protection available to you. There's a power available to you. Isaac's told us some stories that one a long time ago in Durango, I'm not going to tell it, but um, there's actually, I mean, a woman wanted to, to, to kill him with a crossbow, had it just cocked and everything. It would have went through him and five blocks down the street. And the way he told the story of how he got it out of her hands, to me, was supernatural. Um, I believe that kind of supernatural power is available to everybody who's in these positions of what God calls ministers of God. And very, very powerful and the Lord will work miracles. But anyway, um, we honor every one of them. And we're so thankful for our military and our law enforcement. Without them, we might be speaking German today. So praise the Lord. Nothing wrong with speaking German. I just want to be forced to. And so I want to talk to you about what the Lord's done. And remembering some things He's done. Lest at any time we let them slip. Alright, Jude... The book of Jude is only one chapter. Great, great book. Some people don't like the book of Jude because it really reads our mail. In Jude, I'm going to read verse 5, then we're going to back up and read verse 4. So let's read Jude 5 on this Memorial Day weekend. Jude said, I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, were once saved, always saved. Okay, I just misquoted a major scripture right there. He said, Pastor, that's not right. Okay, so he saved the people. And now, it's just wonderful. Just do whatever you want. I'm saved. Go wherever you want. You're saved. Think however you want. Talk however you want. Be however you want. Hey, Jude's writing this to born-again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking believers. And he's telling the church something back then because they got off. They were thinking, hey, I'm saved. It don't matter how I live. It don't matter what I believe. And Jude's saying, I'm sorry, I have a word for you. You forgot something. You forgot other scriptures. You forgot other things the Lord, the apostles, and others said. And he said, I'm going to bring you to remembrance. Now, this is not my message today, but I want you to see the remembrance part. The Lord saved the people out of the land of Egypt, which was a type of us being saved out of sin. And afterwards, now he, it says destroyed them, and we know 
God allowed the destroyer on them that believe not. Okay, so now I will therefore. So anytime you see a therefore in the Bible, back up a few verses and find out what the therefore is there for. So let's go to verse 4 and connect these two verses. So they had a problem back then. He says, for there are certain men crept in. Everybody say crept in. They, they didn't come boldly saying, hey, I've got false doctrine. They crept in. I'm not even sure a lot of people who preach false doctrine know they're preaching false doctrine. I think they themselves could be deceived. That's why they do it with such sincerity and passion. But sincerity can mean you're sincerely wrong. So it says here, certain men crept in unaware who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, how many know denying the Lord is more than just saying, I deny Jesus? It could be refusing to accept some of his teachings. He is the word. You deny the word, you deny the Lord. You deny certain scriptures, you deny the one who's talked and said those things. And so now go to verse 5 again. So, so Jude says, I therefore put you in remembrance. How many of you know these people were saved? Huh? These people were saved. Saved today doesn't mean everything's going to be all right tomorrow. Um, you can be doing great today and terrible tomorrow. And what's the answer? Remembrance. Everybody say remembrance. remembrance. Remembering something. You know, if we're not constantly reminding ourselves of what the Lord told us from the beginning days, things are going to crept in. <laughs> They're going to creep in. Church, if we're not constantly reminding ourselves of the basic, simple truths and the principles of the teachings of Christ, I'm telling you, other stuff's going to creep in to try to get you off. Now see, here's something I realize. You really don't want to keep hearing the same thing when you're a little child. You like the new, the fresh, the red, the blue, the yellow. I want this. Something flashy over there, you run toward that. Something flashes over here, you run toward that. Children don't like hearing the same things over and over again. And that's why we go to church so we can grow up and realize it's not what tickles our ears that we need. It's what sound doctrine that we need. And sound doctrine, a lot of times, is what you've already heard going deeper in you and becoming bigger in you. And, and these people knew some things, but see, the things they needed to know back in Egypt and even the people Jude was talking to in his day, they had certain things in their mind, but it wasn't in the forefront of their consciousness where it was supposed to be. And so they, they, they forgot it wasn't where it's supposed to have been in their thinking. And this is how, why a lot of people don't make it through certain problems is because the word's not in the forefront of their thinking. So their first reaction to a sickness or a disease isn't the word of God. Then they're, they're at a disadvantage. You, we got to be so in the word that we're not just learning things. We're changing. Things about us are different. Our talk is different when a storm comes. Our believing is different when a problem comes. 
And it's not going to be that way if we've just heard something two months ago or three years ago. We got to be hearing and hearing if we want to be in the position where we're not deceived or destroyed. Thank you, brother. So turn with me to first, excuse me, second Peter. And um, let me say this to you as you're turning there. The answer to avoiding destruction is remembrance. Everybody say, I'm going to remember. I'm not going to forget. Okay, church, listen. These people got free that we just read about. They were saved out of the land of Egypt and out of bondage. They were saved, right? They, they got free. But listen, church. Getting free doesn't mean you're going to stay free. We live in a world where opposing forces are coming at us all the time. And they're so subtle before people realize it, they're dominating them. And the problem is before they realize it. What will help you to realize subtle lies of the enemy coming here? What will help you to realize? Remembrance. I want to show you some things about the Lord today that we need to remember if we want to live in victory and stay in victory. Do you know one of the reasons we encourage people to go to church all the time? Is so you will be constantly reminded of what the Lord's done for you. So the next time an attack comes your way, the first thing on your mind is what the scriptures say. How do you know if you're where you should be in this area of healing? Well, look back and see what was your first thoughts last time a pain hit your body. What was your first thoughts last time a disease tried to attack you or symptoms of a sickness came upon you? What was your first thoughts? By his stripes you were healed. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. I have power to rebuke this thing in the name of Jesus. Or where is the medicine? Oh, maybe I better set up a doctor's appointment. Nothing wrong with those things. But I'm telling you, if those things are first, there are some things those things can't fix. We need to be in the Word so much uh, that when, our, when we're hit with something, our first reaction is, that's not what the Word says. Mm-mm. By His stripes I'm healed. He forgives all my iniquities, heals all my diseases. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Forget not all His benefits. You say, well, Pastor, don't you know anything new? I know a lot of good stuff. But it's not new stuff that's going to set us free. It's going over what we've already heard. That's gonna, because if you've been coming to this church for five minutes, you've heard the answer to your problem. Right. Hear it until it's in you, until it's working in your life. Right. Okay, I'm going to say a couple words to you. Many people would not need counseling. If they just go to church regularly. Let me, let me clarify that. Many people would not need counseling if they're going to a good Bible believing preaching church on a regular basis. Do you know the Holy Spirit's the best counselor in the universe? You know what a lot of people want? A lot of people go to church, they hear the word of the Lord. But they don't want to do what's being said. They just want pastor to talk with them and pray for them. 
during the week. Well, you know, the Lord's showing me more and more that if people come in for counseling, my first question is, um, are you going to church on a regular basis? Because if you're not, let's start there. Now, if it's gotten to the emergency level, then we'll pray and do whatever we got to do. But like Jesus, we're going to tell you, great, you're forgiven, you're healed. But now go your way and do some things that that will stop opening the door for these problems in your life. You know, we we look at the, the problem a lot of times and we're oblivious to what led up to the problem. Do you know what leads up to a ton of problems? Just simply not hearing the word like you needed to be hearing the word. So you would have been ready for that problem and overcame in the evil day. (laughs) All right. Turn to 2 Peter chapter 1. Um, I'm going to say something here that you may not fully understand as I say it. But believe me, I wouldn't say it if I didn't have a ton of scriptures to back it up. There is, there is an anointing on your pastor. And there's an anointing on other pastors and other churches that the Lord's ordained and called. And one of the things about that anointing it was, is it will help you to stay uncontaminated from things that are going to try to creep into your life. This is one of the reasons there's pressure, and I'm going to call it demonic influence, to get you away from a God-ordained shepherd into a little group over here and a little group over here and a little group over here. Anything but a God-ordained, anointed pastor. This is important for you to realize because pastors are of the Lord. They're not self-made. I'm not saying a person can't say I'm a pastor and print a business card, but that doesn't mean he's a pastor. There's God-ordained pastors, and then there's men that just decided to do what they wanted to do. And in these last days, people don't realize this, but but being under a true under-shepherd of the Lord will keep you from being destroyed. Because that's what Jude had to write to those guys for and said, listen, things are creeping in. Things are creeping in. Well, if you're regularly attending a church and you're a part of a congregation, you're going to be under a prayer covering. You're going to be hearing anointed word and you're going to stay in a safe place. All right. You say, Pastor, when are you going to read 2 Peter chapter 1? When I'm ready. I'm not sure you're ready for it. Sometimes you have to plan out how you chop that tree down so it falls in the right place. Because when it falls, it falls. And when this revelation falls on you, I want, it, I want you to be in the right place. So in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 12. 2 Peter 1, 12. It's basically saying the same thing that Jude said. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them, and be established in the present truth. Yea, I think it meet as long as I'm in this tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. So what's Peter saying here? I'm writing this entire letter to you concerning things you already know about. Hmm? I remember one time when we first started out, we were still in our trailer home. Um, uh, uh, one of the men in the church called me and said, John, 
we're not going to church anymore where you preach because you keep preaching the same thing. All these, all these simple truths of who we are in Christ and faith and, and you know, believing God. And says, we're going to go somewhere and get more. Well, I cried. No, I didn't cry. <laughs> I, thought, I thought, I turned to Carla and I said, Carla, can you believe this? I mean, just looking at this person's lives, you can, you can tell none of what I was preaching was working in his life. Zero victory. <laughs> thought, you need to hear this more than you think you need to hear this because obviously something hasn't taken root yet. You're still in bondage. You're still afraid. You're not walking in victory. There's problems in your marriage. Obviously, these simple truths that you think you need to go beyond are not even working in your life. How many think you should keep digging until you hit some oil? You know it's there. So he's talking about, so a lot of what we need is remembrance, not something new. You don't want to always be hearing something new. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1 says, Paul says the exact same thing here. Paul says, therefore, and if you read the previous verses, it's, it's, there's a reason why. We won't do it now, but therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to brand new doctrine. Things that we've never heard before. No. We need to give heed to those things which we have heard. Why? Why? Because at any time they might slip from your life and you not even know it. So your brain's saying, give me something new. But your heart's saying, feed me what I already know. Water it. Feed me. Help me. Now why, why did Jude say we need to remember? So we can avoid unnecessary adversity and any destruction the enemy is trying to lure us into. All right, so go to 1 Corinthians 11. Let me tell you one of the main things that we need to remember. And since it's Memorial Day weekend, I, I believe we should do this. And if you notice, we have communion set up here today. We have communion as a church once a month, the first Wednesday of every month. We don't do it on Sundays anymore, except if the Lord leads us to. And the whole reason I felt we needed to have communion is so that people today could be healed. This is like a healing service today. I'm going to say like it is a healing service. You can be healed during communion because of what's really going on. And if you understand it and you realize what's going on, you can be healed before you leave the building today. You can walk out of bondage like they walked out of Egypt after they ate the lamb and applied the blood. After the bread and the blood today and the juice today, you can leave here. You can... I call it booking bondage. Anybody know what booking means in my day? Anybody know what book means? Let's book, Skeeter. What does that mean? Let's get out of here. Let's get out. Let's book, man. Let's, did anybody not know that? Raise your hand if you did not know that. Okay, thank you very much. You are still welcome in our church. We care for you. We love you. You're okay. So, booking bondage. How many want to book bondage? Well, you can do it during communion. Come on, I'm going to show you the scripture. You can do it during communion because in Exodus, which was a type of the Lord's Supper and the Passover, God said, as you eat the lamb and apply the blood, he said, make, he said, eat it quickly because you are leaving bondage. Have your staff in your hand, shoes on your feet. You eat that lamb and you get ready to leave Egyptian bondage immediately. And they did. And that was a type of the Lord's Passover. What happens to the anti-type, the real? Well, we need to be booking bondage because of what the Lord's done. Amen. The Lamb of God. So, are you there in 1 Corinthians 11? I was driving 
to church on a Wednesday night about probably 10 years ago, maybe a little bit more, to this church, because we've been here like 12, I think. I remember driving down Patterson here, driving in my car on a Wednesday night. We were teaching on faith and prayer and healing. And I had a question for the Lord. I mean, it's good to ask the Lord questions once in a while. I asked the Lord this question. It's been on my heart for a long time. I said, Lord, I have a question for you. Why are so many of your blood-bought, redeemed people sick when your word says in multiple places that Jesus has already provided healing for them? Is that okay I ask him that question? Because, you know, you see all this and then you see the word and you see, hmm, okay, the word says healing, deliverance, victory, freedom, authority, power. And then you look and you see so many Christians struggling with disease and sickness and fear and depression and all these things. So I just asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why? Your word says one thing. What I'm seeing with my physical eyes, whether it be others or my own life or whatever, I'm seeing a different thing. How many know if we're seeing one thing in the word and something totally different year after year, year after year, we might want to go, Lord, what's up? He said, I thought you never ask. No, he knew. He knows everything. And so I said, Lord, why are so many believers, blood-bought, born again, redeemed, children of God, struggling with these things that your word says you went through pain to free them from? And he answered me completely clearly, word for word, is in this verse we're going to read. You ready? 1 Corinthians 11, and let's first of all look at verse 30. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, talking to the church, born again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking believers. Many. Everybody say many. Many. This is a huge reason why many are not seeing certain victories in their life when they could be. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. That means many die prematurely. Premature death doesn't mean that was God's time for them to go. People need to realize that. The book of Proverbs tells us a bunch of things we can do if we want our life cut short. What do you do when you find scriptures that talk about how your life is cut short? You don't do what people did whose lives were cut short. Then there's scriptures in the New Testament as well that talks about certain things you can do to live long on the earth. Anybody want to live long on the earth? No, not just exist. Live, enjoy, long life. Well, if you do certain things the Bible talks about, you're guaranteed a long life. So really, long life, short life is more up to us than God. God doesn't have an appointed time for us to die. The Bible did not say it's appointed unto man a time to die. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. And after that, the judgment. In other words, you're not going to die and be reincarnated. The Lord wanted to make that clear. Reincarnation is a doctrine of the devil. I don't care if you feel like you have a connection to a tree or a cow. It's this the devil messing with you. Reincarnation. The Bible says it's appointed unto man. Every man is once to die. 
And that's because of the fall. You know, we were supposed to live forever. And then after that, what? We stand before the Lord. Right. Pastor, you just messed up my reincarnation theory. I hope I destroyed it. I hope I eliminated and annihilated it. So 1 Corinthians 11.30 tells us there's a reason why many of these people were sick and dying young. I wonder if the reason back then could be a reason today. I want you to connect this to them not remembering and not discerning something the Lord did for them. Look at verse 23 through 30 out of the Today's Passion Translation. Most of you probably do not have this. So if you don't have it, just look up on the screen. This is, this is a pretty good translation. I did some research on the background of it, and, and they're pretty much sticklers for the original. Now, Paul said, we're finding out the reason that many people were sick. I've handed down to you what came to me by direct revelation from the Lord. The, the Lord appeared to Paul many times. And the same night in which he was handed over, Jesus took bread. This is before the night he was betrayed. And he gave thanks. He's re- recalling the Last Supper here. Then he distributed it to the disciples and said, Take it and eat to your fill. It is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance or do this to remember me. Do this, the communion. What are we remembering? We're remembering that the Lord offered up his body to be broken so ours could be healed. Amen. Next verse. He did the same with the cup of wine after supper and said, This cup seals the new covenant with my blood. Drink it, and whenever you drink this, do it to remember me. So why do we have communion, church? Somebody tell me why. To remember. What can remembrance do for us? Come on, it can keep junk from creeping in your life. It can keep you in a stand of faith instead of, Oh, well, I guess this happens to everybody. No, we're born again children of God. We can stand against some stuff. Right? They were destroyed because they forgot. Peter had to remind them so they wouldn't drift. Right? Though you were saved, doesn't mean you're going to be saved four years from now. You can draw back if you want to. You can say, I don't want to go to heaven if you want to. And enough deception can get into you where you think that's really the case with you. I look at it this way. If you can be healthy one day, you can be sick the next day. If you don't remind yourself of some things. If you can be saved and destroyed, you can be healthy and then be sick. And the destruction and the sickness is not the will of God. But God's not in full control of your decisions. You are. God can't remember for you. Now, He's given us an amazing teacher to bring all things to our remembrance. Hmm? The Holy Spirit will bring all things to your remembrance. Be sensitive to Him. He'll help you remember what you need to remember. Keep going here in Passion Translation. Whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're retelling the story, proclaiming the Lord's death until He comes. So we need to be doing this until He comes back. It's not just something they did 400 years ago. Keep going. Okay, for this reason, whoever... Now look at this. For this reason, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in a wrong spirit will be guilty of dishonoring the body and blood of the Lord. And we know our hearts need to be right and we have no strife toward anyone in the body of Christ. Because if you want healing from Christ... You better not be at odds with his body because it's part of him. 
Okay, so let each individual first evaluate his own attitude and only then eat the bread and drink the cup. For continually eating and drinking with the wrong spirit will bring judgment upon yourself. See, that's not even God pronouncing it. By not what? How does this, how does this, how do we open the door to these terrible things? Come on, tell me, it's right there, church. By not recognizing the body of Christ. That has a twofold application, and we'll close with this. The two things we need to remember, number one, are Jesus bore our sicknesses and carried our diseases, and by his stripes we were healed. Did you ever wonder why the Lord had to be whipped before he died on a cross? There was a reason for the whipping, and there was a reason for the piercing. Are you following me? Everything he did had a reason. He bore our sins in his own body on the tree. I said he bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live to righteousness, but by whose stripes we were healed. Sins on the cross, healing on the, in the stripes. Do you ever wonder why there's blood and bread? Our body? Do you ever wonder why there's juice and bread? Two elements? Do you ever wonder why there's two? Huh? What's the blood for? Remission of sins. Redemption from the curse. What's the bread for? By his stripes, your body was healed. Come on, did not the scripture say that Jesus is the Savior of the body? We know he's the Savior of the soul and the Savior of the spirit. But the Bible also says in Ephesians, he's the Savior or the healer of the body. When the Bible says himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses and carried our pains, if you read that in context, that's right after he got done healing physically and mentally sick and tormented people. No, proving that by his stripes ye were healed was talking about the physical and emotional part of man. No, pastor, when, 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 when we get healed in the spirit, no, you become new in the spirit. Healing is for your body. Recreation is for the spirit. We needed more than a band-aid church and a little medicine. We need to become brand new. If any man be in Christ, he's a brand new creature. But your body needs restored. Your body or your soul may need healing or restoration. Thank God the crown of thorns on his head gives you perfect right to have peace of mind. Amen. And the stripes upon his body gives you a right to have perfect health and for anything that's wrong with your body to be fixed. And if you respect covenant and you discern these things, you'll see changes in your life. Now, if it's a side issue to you, don't expect much. But if you respect these things as a covenant from Almighty God ratified by the blood of Jesus, then get an attitude about it. Rebuke disease, claim healing, and thank the Lord for it. Did we finish that out? Did we go to verse 30? This insensitivity is why many of you are weak, chronically ill, and some even dying. So again, the twofold, you ready? Two things we need to remember affectionately. Two things we need to remember. Number one, by his gashes we were healed. Not discerning the Lord's body is why many people today do not have faith for healing. 
It's not that God's mad and saying, I'm not going to heal you if you don't discern this. You have nothing to latch on to with your faith if you're not clearly remembering and discerning what by his stripes ye were healed means to you. Let me, let me read it the way I wrote it down. A lot of what we need is remembrance. Um, okay, let me read. I've got to read this part to you here. What happened to it? It, to me, it's really interesting to, to think that lack of remembering and lack of discerning certain scriptures could be a reason you didn't get your healing. Not discerning the Lord's body. Is that in the forefront? When a sickness comes against you, is the first thing you think about by his stripes I was healed. Or is the first thing you think about, oh my gosh, what is this? What am I going to do? This feels terrible. What am I going to do? What's that a sign? That's a sign that you need to remember some things. And you need to be reminding yourself so when the evil day does come, you're not scurrying around at the last moment trying to find your notes into that great sermon you listened to. It needs to be in your blood. It needs to be in your attitude. By his stripes I was healed. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of sickness and disease. These things have to be in you before the evil day comes. So if you're ever in a church service and you're thinking, man, that's, that's a sermon I've heard many times. Well, maybe the Lord knows there's something right around the corner that you needed to be reminded of. Because in about two days from now, something's going to hit you and you're going to be glad you heard for the hundredth time how to overcome it. Just remember, whenever you're hearing something again for the umpteenth time and it's coming back to the forefront of your mind, just remember the Holy Spirit may know that something's just around the corner you're going to need to be ready for. How many like to be ready for the evil day? There's nothing you can't overcome if you're ready for it. 